This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. This is episode 159, and I am your host, Brandon. You could follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. David is going to ask me how I'm doing, but he's not going to because I'm not going to let him. How I'm are you doing? going to say I'm doing awesome as always by myself, but I guess Dave just asked me, and as you... Heard, I am also here with Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how art thou? I am doing awesome if USA beats Canada in this hockey game. Well, hopefully, but as we saw last Olympics. Yeah, last Olympics we ended up losing it over time, but hopefully today things could change. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, this past week, we had some sad news in the professional wrestling industry. Uh, Nelson Frazier Jr., otherwise known as King Mabel, Viscera, or Big Daddy V, passed away. So um, I guess it's only fitting that we give him a 10-bell salute. So we'll be right back. Viscera or uh, King Mabel, Big Daddy V will definitely, definitely be remembered. And he was one of those big guys who, when I was a kid, it was Viscera, or he was Viscera. And uh, I remember he got abducted during the Royal Rumble by the Ministry at the time, I guess. And the next night on Raw, he showed up as Viscera. And it was just one of those monstrous wrestlers that... You were scared of. Yeah, Viscera was pretty awesome, especially with the whiteout uh, contact lenses. Yeah. Uh, something very different. It was one of my favorite uh, wrestling figures as a kid, actually. Really? Yeah. I, I was a big fan of King Mabel, too, back with uh, Mo back in the day. Um, there was a time where I did hate him big time when he was feuding with Undertaker for a bit. But, yeah, unfortunately, he did pass away. So, uh, condolences to... All of his friends and family. And fans, too. Yes. And uh, do you know if you've ever seen him wrestle live? Or? Yeah, I'm sure. During, <clears throat> the think, a, during the Attitude Era, I'm sure. I think I've only seen him wrestle live one time, and that was back in 2007 at the Nassau Coliseum when he was Big Daddy V in the uh, Monsters Monster Bash Battle Royal or whatever WWE called it. They recently posted it on, on YouTube with Kane, Mark Henry, and Kali from ECW, but... The new ECW. Yeah, but definitely, as David said, our condolences to Nelson's family, his friends, and fans. Starting this episode off, 
we will be taking, or not be taking, we'll be going over fan questions and comments. Uh, do you want to take the first one, Dave, or should I just take the first one? You can take, you can the, take first the first one. one. Jinx? No, we didn't say no. at the same time, but you can take you the can first take one. You can take the first one. Just take the first one. Okay. This one is from Bizarro Will. Awesome show, as always. Hopefully Dixie decides to never return to the show, unless Sting appears on WWE TV. Then I'd like to hear her take. New host, don't be afraid to speak. I'm heading to New Orleans this year and hoping to catch some good WrestleCon action. Anybody from the Markin' Out crew going to Mania this year? Hashtag Markin' Out Meetup. Um, then, unfortunately, I think Dixie's going to be around here and there. <laughs> we really have no control over her. She does as she wants and pleases. So Yeah, but in regards to WrestleMania, no. Yeah, none I think, of us are. I think I would love to go to WrestleMania every single year. Like I know there's people who go to the Super Bowl every year, but I mean, to be honest, I don't know if I could do WrestleMania again. I need David a break. can't do WrestleMania in New Orleans. That's just that. If you get one king cake in David, it's like seven king cakes in David. So yeah, uh, <laughs> he has to find the little baby. So what? They they put the baby in the king cake. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> People from Nolans are getting pissed at you, I bet. I don't get I don't understand it. Um, yeah, WrestleCon, <laughs> there's going to be a ton of action. Dragon Gate's usually good. Ring of Honor is good. It, do you know, um, is Colt doing his $5 wrestling? The I commentary? have no clue. From what I heard, WWE is actually taking over the entire area. Uh, apparently, they're putting, they're, like, something's going on where they're trying to enforce next it. Year. So For huh? next year. I thought for this year. No, I thought it was for next year. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's next year. But if if Cole Caban is doing his five dollar wrestling thing, where he him and Marty do the commentary at like midnight or whatever, definitely go to that. Make sure I, you're drunk for it though. Unless I or, enjoyed that. If you're not drunk or whatever, it's not too. It's like all right. I wasn't drunk or stoned I mean, or anything. I don't do that stuff, so it was yeah. all right to me. I'm telling you to go. Up uh, next, we have a, qua- a comment a qua- from yeah. From we have Kathy. a qua- great show, guys. I will see you at PWS. By the way, I have rocked my marking out shirt. Thanks, smiley face. So thank you, Kathy. Mister Rod writes into us. Hey guys, I've been listening to the podcast, the podcast. podcast. since pretty much the beginning. I'm a teacher with a busy schedule. And look <laughs> I'm a teenager. To, I don't know. <laughs> Saturday mornings for the new episodes of the podcast. You know you're a mark when if you're 27 and can get elementary kids to do the yes chant at a pep rally. Uh, yours and Houston Wrestling Radio are the only ones that I work into my uh, into the rotation. Love the love last week's episode. Brendan's loud cackle is hilarious. However, it sometimes scares the crap out of me. I'm attending WrestleMania in New Orleans this year. A buddy and I will be going to access WrestleCon and Mania. Any tips that you can offer a fellow Mark on WrestleMania weekend or New Orleans in general? My Twitter handle is at P underscore Rod 86. P.S. Brandon. I was not one of the people that freaked out because of the brisk weather in Texas. I live in Houston. And I still went to the gro- I still went grocery shopping and to the gym on our ice day. So I guess you want to comment on that one real fast. 
No, I mean, <laughs> gotta give him credit, right? Yeah, because because there was so much ice and snow and everywhere. Um, as for the WrestleMania, we kind of just spoke about it a little bit. No, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> what with with what things to do Not and everything. Really. No, just like if you're going, if you're going to access WrestleCon and WrestleMania, just like make sure you're hydrated. Yeah, because I'm gonna water. assume that it's gonna be really hot down in New Orleans. I'm with, not sure with access. Make sure you have like an idea of like who you definitely want to meet, and make sure you want and and what you want to do there too. Yeah, make sure you know you're going with a game plan, or else there's going to be so much uh, to see and do that you're going to get overwhelmed, and you're going to end up waiting on a line to meet a wrestler for maybe an hour, hour and a half, and that could take away a lot of your time that you could be spending uh, elsewhere. But definitely plan wisely. And uh, see if you can get the schedule of wrestlers appearing right. ahead of time. Um, I know WWE does have an app. I think like last year they. I, it might be new this year with it, like because they have the WWE app uh, and yeah. everything. It might just be on that, but they do have like a phone number, or they had it that you can yeah, text, you text him, it, and they text and you where text someone's going to be appearing. But, but if if you're into getting like WrestleMania Hall of Fame uh, program, the like the t- WrestleMania 30 slash the Hall of Fame program. Definitely get it at Access, too. This way you don't have to carry it with you at yeah, WrestleMania. That, I think we both did that last time. You, you can also, uh, if there's a cup or something, like you want a souvenir cup, most likely they're going to have it at Access as well. You could yeah. get that, and this way you don't have to carry a cup. If, if you go unless to, you plan on drinking at If you go to, like, what Media. is it, the WrestleMania shop, Access shop? Yeah. I don't know. Um, if you yeah. go there or to Access in general... Get the program if you plan on getting it. Get your uh, merchandise, everything then. Because it did that, sucks. I did that for the past two years. Yeah. WrestleMania 20 you know, and 29. I mean, what, unless you have a bag. Even, even if you have a bag at WrestleMania, you really don't want to. But just uh, you don't want to have the things that you buy get damaged. I, get, I have OCD with my programs if they get bent or dirtied up or anything like that. So definitely get everything ahead of time. Um, and just have fun. Yeah. There's going to be so much things to do down there. Just make sure you have a schedule and you plan out everything. Yeah. And I don't know if you're going to prep for walking or whatnot. <laughs> I yeah. I don't, I don't know the distance. I, yeah. I don't know the distance for, for New Orleans, but I, Miami, that screwed me up. Yeah. Make sure, um, you get, <laughs> you have taxi cab numbers. You have, uh, if you're going to rent a car, rent a car. But make sure you re- like plan. I feel like plan- not enough people plan uh, in detail everything. Uh, look up the restaurants, diners around that area. Diners? You don't go to a diner yeah, anymore. <laughs> Get some crawfish. I would love some crawfish. I don't eat crawfish. Um, but no, yeah, and you think- know up north they're crayfish. We kept them as pets and toys. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm no, serious. I, I know you are. <laughs> um, yeah, but thank you very much for listening since day one. Much appreciated and. Uh, Keep on teaching those kids the yes chant and uh, bringing new wrestling fans into the uh, business. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> into the business. Into the business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Up uh, next, are, we have a comment from Aaron. Uh, hey, guys. Amazing episode, as always. I have to agree with Mr. Rod about Brandon's laugh. It makes me – it makes whatever – wait. It makes whatever is funny ten times funnier – but it comes out of nowhere sometimes. And as I'm listening in the car, it scares me. It scares me too, especially because I don't know if I should call for help or anything. Shut up, <laughs> asshole. Also, nice job to Jason last week. I love the rotation of fans slash friends on the podcast. Cool stuff. 
Yeah, we may we may do that here and there. Just have uh, people that we are friendly with appear on the podcast, co-host um, I guess, uh, as special guests for the week. Yeah, I don't know. Not. We never really had fans though. Like, uh, well, I mean, I know they, all of our hosts listen. Yeah, all of our hosts listen. They did start off as fans or didn't listen. I don't know. Well, they Only did start Jason. off. Yeah, Jason. Rich started did, off, but yeah, Rich too. Rich, uh, but not Hill Mike. Franklin. Not Mike. Yeah, that's my speaker, David, sitting <laughs> yeah. there. Too. Brad is a cousin of David's. Yeah, but uh, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now I've got two questions for you guys to discuss this week. First, I wanted to offer my condolences to the Frazier family on the passing of Nelson Frazier Jr., a.k.a. Viscera, Big Daddy V, etc. Sad to hear him go at such a young age. Do you guys have any favorite Viscera moments or things that you liked about his character over his 20-plus year career? I loved his love machine angle with Lillian. It was cool stuff. Um, well, I guess let's answer this one now. Uh, the love machine angle, I was, eh, with, I was more into the Viscera stuff. Big Daddy V, I kind of feel like they didn't do enough with, and I thought they could have done a lot with. And it is very unfortunate that he ha- he did pass away at a young age. Um, but, I mean, it's also, not to sound bad, but it's also not, it sounds bad. But it's not surprising. <laughs> I mean, with how overweight he was, you really have to take care of your body. Um, and, unfortunately, he was kind of at a young age. Yeah. Um, although, I mean, that Lillian Garcia thing, I think, happened with Charlie Haas. During that era, where he ran, he came out, ran oh, his ropes, and Lillian remember that. himself. Unfortunately, um, but <clears throat> you, you could take the second uh, Secondly, is it just me, or is Cena, been, uh, is Cena been on fire lately? Now I've been labeled as, an, as a Cena supporter over the last few years because I respect everything he does for the fans and company. But I feel like he is putting on some pretty good matches since his uh, since his return at Hell in a Cell. Now I get that the IWC love to bash Cena, and it's almost be it and it's almost become cool to hate on him. But you have to give him his props too. As far as all around WWE superstars, Cena has become the total package. Whether people like it or not, what do you guys think? Thanks again. Sorry for the long comment. The number one Brandon Mark, Aaron. Follow me on Twitter at AaronTSM. And thanks to Brandon and Dave for posting the Marktical on the website. It is greatly appreciated. Um, so thank you for writing in. For those that are unaware, the Marktical that he's making reference to is a, a Marktical that he wrote listing the top current uh, ranking, the uh, current divas on the main roster. Very interesting read. Um, as for the Cena stuff, dude, I cannot agree with you more. And I've said it so many times on the podcast and it's, if you want to call me a Cena supporter, call me a Cena supporter. Call I mean, me. That's what you are. Call, seriously. Call me someone part of the Cena, uh, Cena nation, Cena nation <laughs> or whatever. What? The Cena nation. Yeah. What the fuck? Because honestly, you cannot, you, I have the utmost respect for the guy in and out of the business of wrestling. For what he does with the Make a Wish Foundation, with who, with by him. the way, I think he just granted another for, record 
Was it 400? I think 400. 400th wish uh, for Make-A-Wish. I mean, Record-breaking. The, the guy does so Breaking much. Breaking his own record. The guy does so much for pro wrestling as a whole. And even a lot of wrestlers don't want to put over the younger talent. But look at the matches that John Cena has put on with the younger upcoming talent. I mean, from his match with Cesaro, his match with Sandow, uh, all these other wrestlers. I mean, come on now. Look at his – he even had a storyline with Zack Ryder. I mean, you cannot say the guy doesn't try to put over other talent and that he's all for himself. Um, if I mean, honestly, the guy is the top dog of the business. I'm sure he would love for someone to come around to that has the same uh, potential and caliber that he does to to put on a good show with him. I'm sure that's what he's hoping for. <laughs> um why? I'm laughing. I think Canada just beat the United States. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that too. Canada I, just won one nothing. But who I mean, come on. We, we expected that. Uh, next uh, comment question well, from... What do you think about the Cena stuff? Do you agree? No, I or... agree 100%. I actually think... I, I think the IWC needs to shut the hell up. Like, they sound so childish and they always say that they want change. They don't want John Cena and everything. But look at the matches that he's putting on. He's putting on great matches, he, and it's not like um, he's doing. He's not doing anything that's wrong. He's not doing anything that any wrestler in the top position hasn't done in the past. So IWC got a uh, ha- has to STF. Yeah, know, see John it. Cena for what it is. What he um, is. Up next, we have a question comment from Kyle. Hey guys, often on listener. But I've made it a habit in keeping up with you guys. First time commenter. Keep up the great work. You guys make my Sunday morning at work enjoyable. Hell yeah. Looking forward to hearing your predictions to Elimination Chamber this Sunday, in which I'll be attending. It will be my first time sitting front row. Later, Marks. Um... Thank you very much for uh, commenting for the first time. Thanks for um, calling us Marks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we'll definitely be doing Elimination Chamber uh, predictions a little bit later in the podcast. Feel free to share any of your own uh, personal pay-per-view uh, predictions on the comments and all that fun stuff. Have a lot of fun at Elimination Chamber. Front row is going to be a blast. Don't be shy about bringing a Mark and out sign uh, to front row at a pay per view, you know, at market out. Don't don't be don't shy away from that. You may, you'll get huge props from the podcast. But once again, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Up uh, next, a question comment from Jasmine. Hey guys, the show this week was entertaining as always. I'm happy to have heard Dixie on this on this on the show this week. I got a random question for you guys. How do you guys react when someone asks you why you watch wrestling and why you like it so much? I ask this because recently I was approached by someone because of the Hounds of Justice t-shirt I was wearing and they asked me those questions. I usually respond by saying that I love it and always have because of the characters, the storylines, the matches, the match types, the passion, the dedication, and so on. Anyway... I don't want to ramble on, but I'm just curious. I know all wrestling fans have had to explain to someone at one point in their lives, so I wanted to ask you guys. Thanks for the podcast. I'd also like to agree with Aaron and Mr. Rod 
about Brandon's laugh. I think it's the best laugh I've ever heard <laughs> at Reverse Enemsage. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I, guess. I guess I was born with that. Yeah, you were born with it? I guess, right? People are born with their laughs. I guess so. Um, yeah, as for explaining to people why we watch, uh, why we watch wrestling as much as we do, why we love it, um, personally, I watch and I love it because it's, it's a form of, it's a form of entertainment that you do not get elsewhere, and it's, I find it very similar to playing a video game, where when you watch, when I personally watch pro wrestling, Everything around me kind of fades into the background and doesn't affect me as much as it would normally. And it just it's a way to just be with just be with yourself and just enjoy some enjoy whatever's in front of you and not having to worry about the outside world. Um, plus, as you said, it's a great form of uh, from the characters, the storylines, matches, all that stuff. It is pretty. I mean, back when I was younger, people used to say it was a soap opera. I used to take it offense. It is a soap opera. Uh, yeah, though. but I used to take offense to that because you. Hey, would, you're watching all my children. Exactly. You're yeah, watching like, Days of My Life. Or whatever. Yeah, but in reality, it really is a soap opera, and these guys and women are actors and actresses. Um, there's really no way around it because if they're not actors and actresses, you wouldn't be having the promos, and you wouldn't be having people sell anything in matches. So, but yeah, keep on wearing that shirt proudly. Yeah, I mean, wrestling, you get asked that question by people you meet, what, maybe every six months, I feel like? Yeah. Uh, I actually just had to answer this question myself last, two weeks ago, when I was in Texas. And uh, it's just, like, it's it's so hard to explain because it's it's just entertainment. That's all I say is it's entertaining. It's wrestling. It's... It's just exciting. I can't explain it. I have to have you... If you're going to ask me that question, I need you to go to a pro wrestling event and tell me you didn't have a good time. And then I'll try to explain it. Yeah, and the, and the thing I love the most is that pro wrestling does have a huge reach on society. And you're not alone. Like when you go to a wrestling event, all these other people around you are experiencing the same exact feeling and... Uh, emotion that you are but it, it's, it's, it's something that you don't get elsewhere right and it's it's funnier not funnier i don't know why i said funnier but it's funny because nowadays more and more times i'm out wearing wrestling t-shirts and i get recognized with like i'm walking in texas people see my stone culture they're like oh shit stone cold that's awesome or i'm at a concert and i'm wearing i forgot what shirt it was i think it was damien sandow actually and they're like, oh, that's an awesome shirt. And I was like, do you, I'm like, do you understand that it's like wrestling? Or is, are you saying that because you like the design? And they're like, no, it's an awesome, like, I love wrestling. And it's like, it's something yeah, that, I didn't used to get that. Yeah, no, back in the day, you would kind of, you would get looked at as an outcast or a nerd or something if you were wearing a pro wrestling t-shirt in public. Um, that's all I pretty much, throughout middle school and high school, I wore a ton of Stone Cold uh, and DX t-shirts. And you just like... You would get you wouldn't get looked at as uh, in no, the same light because that's bullshit. I don't know. No, I, I, no I feel way. like people do. When you were in middle school, you said in middle school I was wearing Austin, and you you got looked at bad. I, I there's no way people yeah. when we were young people loved wrestling. No, not everyone. Not everyone. The I girls feel, were like, oh, look at that kid wearing our Days of a Life sweatshirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I just feel like you do get looked at in a different light. 
And now it's kind of more uh, acceptable to be wearing your pro wrestling. That's because you're 30 years old. Nobody's gonna say, "Oh, look at that kid in the in the off stone." You're not too far away, buddy. Yeah, so you're about to you're about to enter the quarter century club. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, quarter century. Yeah, (laughs) but thank you everybody for the questions and comments this week. Uh, If you like wrestling, keep watching. That's what I have yeah, to say. Yeah, no, support pro wrestling as a whole and keep on being proud to be a pro wrestling fan. Uh, we are marking out and we are for the pro wrestling fans. Just keep on supporting pro wrestling. Never <laughs> stop loving that shit. Never, never. Seriously, if you stop loving that, I'm going to come to your house and kick you. I've seen him do it before. Don't don't tempt him, all right? Yeah, don't tempt me, bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't taste me, bro. But let's unfortunately move on to... Uh, I don't know if it's unfortunately anymore. Eh. Now it's like... It's... I don't know. We'll figure out some... We'll create some sort of a word to get into <laughs> the next topic of Impact live impact yeah. wrestling let's just say yeah. wwe returns after this break <laughs> just kidding really yeah all right. i'm just kidding oh i thought you were serious no i'm really just kidding dave all right well what do you want to talk about with uh, tna uh, I, I couldn't watch it that's what i'm telling you really yeah. what did you like about it ah uh, I, I caught the the segment with the wolves okay and mvp and British guy, Magnus, Magnus, and Ethan Carter the third, and it just looked bad. I don't know why. Well, no one. I mean, I think a fair amount of uh, TNA fans will admit that the backstage promos, the segments, the way that they're edited, cut, filmed, is very awkward and not interesting, not cool. Uh, recording stuff awkwardly with awkward camera angles it doesn't make me want to watch it anymore uh, mortar any anymore <laughs> right. does it make me <laughs> do you have specific like things you want us to talk yeah. about tna because i just um, have like I, I watched after tna was over because I, I kind of forgot i had it on um the willow promo yeah i can't like that's like the number one thing that i that would wa- make me want to watch tna jeff hardy uh, we obviously know it's jeff hardy 35, 36 years old, whatever he is, and for him to pull this off, like, it's just like a complete reinvention. Even though we might have seen it before many, many years ago, this is just completely brand new because it's on TV now. What I want to see is Willow have a completely new moveset other than Jeff, uh, typical Jeff Hardy moves. I want to see Willow have completely new stuff that we've never seen from him. You want you want him to wisp you away? Yes. No, but like I don't want to see him do the whisper in the wind, the twist of fate. The what? Oh, whisper in the wind. I think that was Willow the Wisp's move. Yeah, it was. <laughs> All right, so then we can do that. But I don't want to see the twist of fate as a finisher. I want to actually see uh, new stuff. You know what I mean? Like I want to do because I want to separate Jeff Hardy from Willow. And if you give me same the yeah, same move set, like, it's going to no. Look at Sin Cara. What about? He has the same moveset as Unico. You're not complaining about uh, that. Yeah, but to, this, just wait for him to get to TV. Well, that's the thing. With this, with, with the Unico and shit like that, I don't care. But with this, I actually feel like I have... I'm investing my time with Willow more than Unico and Sinkara. Because Willow is the driving factor with me uh, tuning in to watch Impact Wrestling in addition to like one or two storylines. I'm also tuning in to see what's next with Willow and how this progresses. Okay. 
Um, we also had a, a knockout street fight taking place. Gal Kim versus Madison Rain in a non-title match. Um, this match was actually decent. Once again, I don't... TNA keeps on pulling this out. From their uh, ladder matches to the street fights, all featuring their knockouts. WWE needs to take notice and allow this to take place. They used to allow Lita this. Uh, Mickey James been involved in this. Trish Stratus. They don't allow any of their divas to do this anymore. Victoria. Victoria. But, um, I mean, we had, we saw a tables match kind of recently-ish. Not really recent-recent, but... Uh, I, I just think that they need to let go of their divas a little bit and allow them to have fun with not this. Not let go of their divas. No, but have fun. Uh, Gail Kim busted her nose. I, I don't know if she broke her nose or not, but there was a part of the match where she had a uh, figure four, the turnbuckle figure four leg lock in, and then she was going to use the chair and got it kicked right in her face. So she got busted open, which you don't really see too often. Um, and then Lady Tappa got involved, but nobody gives a shit about Lady Tappa because the f- the end of the match sucked. Was Alpha Breed Female, whatever her name is there? Nope. Nope. May have been a one-time deal. Right. I don't know, but neither was Chris Saban or uh, Velvet Sky, so who knows. Uh, Bobby Root did a little speech. Nobody cares. Next, Samuel Shaw uh, attacked Anderson. Ken Kennedy... Ken Kennedy, Anderson, Anderson, Anderson. Anderson backstage. Um, I'm kind of interested to see if Samuel so- uh, Samuel Shaw and uh, Kennedy have a Anderson have a feud <laughs> going. Like it, it would take uh, Anderson away from that top spot, and it could give Shaw that kind of push. Um, Magnus versus Gunner. Magnus defeating Gunner. It's uh, so McKinney. weird seeing old pictures of him, like wearing Who? glasses and holding a fake championship. Who? Gunner. Oh, I haven't seen. You, they aired so many promos last night. Oh, they were, I was in and out. <laughs> <laughs> they aired mad promos, and like they showed pictures of him from the military and everything. Really? Um, I really do think Gunner is a guy that WWE can use. Yeah. At some point. I think so, too. Um, yeah, but during the match, the big thing that happened was uh, James Storm turning on Gunner. James Storm nailing the last call super kick as Gunner went flying off the turnbuckle. And that was pretty much the end of the match. But it was kind of stupid because the referee, Baby Hebner, whatever you want to call him, uh, he like steps out of the ring to like through the ropes to check on Rockstar Spud to see if he's okay, even though he's not even in the match. It was just very... And then he turns around and sees... Um, uh, Gunner knocked out on the floor and he, his reaction to it was just like, dude, take acting lessons or just take TNA products and sell it and get busted like your, you, uh, like your dad did in WWE and go away. Because <laughs> nobody gives a shit about you. You're not going to be why your dad. Why are you so he, pissed off at Brian? Because he doesn't Beat deserve... Beatboxing Brian Hebner. He did jack shit. He doesn't deserve to be there. He's only there because of his dad. He was a great referee on SmackDown. Great referee. Yeah. He was like the ref on SmackDown. Uh, Baby Hebner, are you serious, bro? I yeah, thought, but, was, are you have more TNA? To no, I was about to on? conclude this segment. I just have to say that uh, it was so funny. A fan tweeted Ethan Carter. Or, or Dixie Carter tweeted something out. And Ethan Carter responded to her. And a fan wrote saying, instead of rehashing old storylines, how about you write something new? Or something like that. Or hire me to write something new. And Ethan Carter's like, this is your big shot, buddy. Email me a script <laughs> at this address. And the kid goes, will do. Do you care what you play? Like, do you, are you good where you are? He goes, I'm in your whims, dude. Just fucking That's write That's funny. It. Ethan Carter, like, 
he, he's like playing. TNA does need new writers, but oh, without a doubt. <laughs> but, but that that was really funny. If but I do like that. what they're doing with Ethan Carter. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's like I said last week or two weeks ago. It's good to see some of these wrestlers that don't get the spotlight in WWE get the spotlight and uh, have the ability to uh, show what they got. Um, WXW C four will be uh, putting on a an event March first, Allentown, Pennsylvania. The calm. Before the storm in Mountainville, which is, of course, the home of WXWC4. Um, they have a 10-man tag team match announced, which will be the Samoan Dynasty, uh, WXWC4 champion Lance Anawahi, the great Samu, L.A. Smooth, Afa Jr., and the WWE Hall of Famer, um, member of the Wild Samoans, Afa, uh, will be taking on the Daniels administration, which is Havoc, Eric Cobain, A.C. Anderson, Mustafa Aziz, and the fifth opponent that the administration uh, has yet to name. Yeah. Unless they named it now, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think they have yet, but I think they're waiting for it to be a surprise. Um, but yeah, no, uh, this is Afa for the Wild Samoans promotion. Uh, um, and it's well worth checking out. They're up and coming. They're making a name for themselves. And Afa's making his return, I guess, to the ring. Yeah, Afa going to be making his return to the ring. You know, you don't ever get this opportunity to see the Samoan dynasty uh, all in one ring together competing side, side by side. And I think it's uh, going to be a great experience. Everyone should go check it out. You never know who else is going to be showing up to these events. Um, we had, we've seen uh, Stryker up here. We've seen Gene Snitsky uh, amongst uh, Homicide, amongst a ton more wrestlers. So definitely go check it out. The Calm Before the Storm in Mountainville, Allent uh, in Allentown, Pennsylvania, March 1st. Go check it out. Um, you can go check out Facebook.com slash World Extreme Wrestling C4. You can go check them out at their website, on Twitter. And now we're going to talk about a little bit more independent wrestling. NYWC Psycho Circus 12th Annual took place this past Saturday in at the NYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York. Alright, it was an awesome... I attended the event live. It was a great event. Unfortunately, I got there a little bit late, um, but it... From what I saw, it was a packed crowd, and it always is for Psycho Circus. And especially with the crowd, uh, with the weather at that day, the weather was it was snowing. And that was everything. some crazy weather that we had. It that was day. very weird, but people still made the trip to NYWC to support some of the best wrestling on Long Island. Um, the event started off with the Joker's Wild Battle Royal, where Jabali Junior won. Uh, he's an NYWC student. So oh, it's, yeah, so it's very good to see these NYWC students getting uh, the chance to shine on the uh, events. Definitely, definitely very good. Gives them a lot more uh, storylines and matches to choose from. Grim Reefer defeated Alvin Alvarez. I believe this was their third match. Uh, Alvin won one. Grim Reefer won the other. Yeah, this has been uh, going back and forth. A small uh, side feud. But this is just a bright... Start to uh, Alvin's future. Yeah. Uh, Grim Reefer, a NYWC veteran, pro wrestling veteran, been around for a very long time. Uh, J-Row, formerly known as the Jolly Roger, took on Chris Stark and defeating Chris Stark. 
Uh, we also had Rack and Sack, Dicky Rods and Nicky Adams defeating Bill Carr of Anapolyon, the tag team of Bill Carr and Apollyon, and then the tag team of Milk Chocolate. To become the new number one contenders for the MYWC Tag Team Championships. Yeah, this, I think, is pretty surprising, considering I don't think anybody thought uh, these thought Milk Chocolate or uh, Rack and Sack was going to get past Bill Carr and Apollyon. Right. Uh, as we spoke about, Bill Carr and Apollyon are these huge, monstrous wrestlers that if you're going to get past them, you're going to pretty much have to kill them. Um, we also had the returning... After his suspension, Tony Nese defeating Chuck Taylor, Kentucky Gentleman. Uh, this match was very good. This was the match that I actually came in, came into. So um, Chuck Taylor, Tony Nese making his return as a face. The, uh, he left as a big-time heel, especially with his feud with the Big O. And now the fans welcome him back with open arms. He's a big face. The crowd was well behind him, but it's also tough not to be a face when you're facing off against uh, Chuck Taylor. Yeah. Chuck Taylor really uh, lays it into the crowd. Truck, Chuck Taylor really is that asshole wrestler, right? It's actually pretty funny because as I'm walking to my seat, I overhear Chuck Taylor like he's choking out uh, Tony Nese on the ropes or something. And he looks at this little kid in the audience and he yells at him. He's just like, this is your fault. <laughs> I am doing this to him right now because of you. And I'm walking by. I couldn't help but like smile and laugh at it. It's just it's just funny how he reacts to them. Uh, but Tony Nese picked up the victory following a 450 splash. Uh, very impressive, as always. Yeah. We had the Master of the Mat match. Uh, Greek God Papadon, Alex Reynolds, Drew Gulak, and number one, John Silver. Drew Gulak picked up the victory here. Yeah, there, there was a time limit uh, on this match where it's pretty much every... Uh, Every pinfall, submission, count out, everything counts towards a point system. And down to the wire, uh, everything was pretty much tied. And Drew Gulak got the final submission at the last, like, within the last five seconds of the match to pick up the victory. Uh, we also saw Alex Reynolds and John Silver, the Beaver Boys, the CZW Tag Team, current CZW Tag Team champions, uh, going at it with each other. For a little bit, they were tag teaming, just getting some tag their tag team moves in there. Then Reynolds got um, stole a big, uh, stole a pin from Silver, pretty messed up. But that kind of that snapped Silver. At the, Silver at the time was down like uh, by four points. Everybody else was well ahead of him. Once he uh, flipped out on Silver, he just started. He threw Papadon across the ring. He threw Reynolds across the string uh, across the string. Across the ring, it was pretty funny, but and he picked up a few, racked up a few points at that current time, but still wasn't enough. Uh, Drew Gulak, as you mentioned, the new 2014 Master of the Mat. Yeah, and then uh, of course we have the main event, the 12th annual Psycho Circus match, which we will reiterate is one side. Barbed wire. Barbed wire. Two sides, steel cage. And then one side is just a regular rope, so you can enter and exit as you please. Yes. Um, this match is one of the most brutal matches out there. Uh, you, If you get a chance to, if you're going to go, if you're going to get, if you get a chance to see this, see it, go buy the DVD, check out the 13th annual Cycle Circus. You want to, 
Well, the thirteenth. I'm, I'm talking about next year. Oh, 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 this is like a match that you you don't want to pass up on. Yes, seed. all five NYWC championships were on the line. Uh, that being the Starlet Championship, the Fusion, Fusion the both NYWC Tag Team Championships, and of course the NYWC Championship. Yes, uh, the match it was Team Whipwreck, which uh, consisted of Mikey Whipwreck. Stockade, Rex Lawless, uh, Chrissy Rivera, King Mega, and King uh, King Mega, and Francis Kiplin Stevens. Yes, and the Fusion Champion Francis Kiplin C- uh, Stevens, um, and, and Rex Lawless. Did uh, I say think that? I said. I think uh, it's all right. Uh, taking on the team of Team Elite, which was uh, Marty the Starlet Champion, Marty Bell, Mike Mondo. Um, you had Jesse Vane and Matt Justice. DJ Hyde. Yes, CZW owner DJ Hyde and flawless Blake Morris. Uh, This match, they went, it's pretty cool. It's kind of like Royal Rumble concept or Elimination Chamber where they have a countdown till the next entry. uh, The next wrestler makes his way to the ring, his or her way to the ring. Um, But once this match started, it's pretty much, they they battled it out. It was Stockade and uh, Jesse Bain starting the match out. They were brawling at going just at each other and then the next person comes it's pretty much each team has the advantage until the next wrestler comes it's like what you know what i mean like yeah kind of like how Royal well that's works. what the last their last event they gain points to have the advantage of this match so yeah there was so many cool spots in this match too you had the barbed wire getting involved you had mikey whipwreck tied up in barbed wire you had uh you had Rex Lawless and DJ Hyde going at each other with fluorescent light bulbs as if it was an ultra-violent uh, CZW match, which was brutal. Just brutal. You had, um, let's, I guess, let's go through how each person... I was going to say, tell them about the ice, George. Tell them about <laughs> the ice. Um, we had, well, the first person that was eliminated was Chrissy Rivera. She got rolled up. Uh, in a school, uh, a schoolboy pin by Marty Bell. A schoolgirl pin. Schoolgirl pin. Uh, so Marty Bell retained the Starlet Championship, um, and then Mike Mondo got uh, retrieved the NYWC Championship that was hanging above the the ring, uh, with the assist of King Mega. King Mega went for a huge choke slam, but Mike Mondo slipped out, got pretty high up on that ladder, and just saw that championship and went for it. Um, then you also had the MYWC uh, Tag Team Championships. Yeah, uh, that was decided. Uh, that was decided by a tables match. E- each championship was decided by a specific thing. Uh, the Starlet was a pinfall. Heavyweight was a ladder. Tag team was a table, and Fusion was a uh, uh, submission. And Jesse Vane and Matt Justice defeated Mikey Whipwreck and Stockade to retain their. Tag Team Championships. Yeah, this was an awesome spot because Stockade was knocked out on a on top of a table as Mikey Whipwreck was tied up in barbed wire in the corner of the turnbuckle. Jesse, something I've never seen at uh, NYWC before, we've seen people climb up the... Uh, they have a huge steel pole going through, like very near the wrestling it's ring. a pillar. A pillar. Uh, we've seen, I think it was Fire Ant at a Chikara event climb it. I, I didn't even mention, but during the Masters of the Mat Challenge, John Johnny Silver climbed that. I think we've seen him climb it as well before. Possibly. Uh, he climbed up that and did a spot. 
But I've never seen this. Jesse Vane, with the assistance of the ladder, pretty much monkey barred across the the rooftop. Not the rooftop, but the rafter area. Uh, is the rafters? Roof. Yeah, no, there's no rafters. The top, I know, the, t- the top of the building. He just monkey barred across and just dropped down right on a stockade. But the table didn't break the first time. But Matt Justice was right behind him, dropped down an elbow, Right from the from the I guess what are we going so with the it? roof the ceiling the ceiling the ceiling I like yeah. the ceiling that's actually wrote wrote my notes which I don't have on me unfortunately which I don't it's not really a, is it a ceiling it's a roof I know let's go with ceiling what's a ceiling, ceiling what's a roof what's a ceiling what's a roof huh <laughs> the roof is outside I don't know well then what about the roof of your mouth what would you say ceiling of your mouth no. Exactly. This like I would look up right now and say this is a ceiling. Yeah. And then I would go upstairs. And that would be the and, roof. Yeah. So then we're talking about the ceiling. No, the roof. No, no. For, but we're talking about the ceiling at NYWC. No, the roof. Oh. It's yeah. the roof. I'm going with ceiling. Well, whatever. You say tomato. You say tomato. Yeah, I say, I say tomato. tomato. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Thrash Justice, Jesse Vane, Retain. And then Flawless Blake Morris just went off on Francis Kiplin Stevens. He used his belt as a whip, and he ended up placing Kip, uh, uh, Kip in a sharpshooter. But he also used, in addition to the sharpshooter, he had the, the belt wrapped around uh, Kip's throat and just yanking back on that throat while in the sharpshooter. Kip had no, he had no, he had no chance to fight this. And of course, he didn't even he didn't even give up. He couldn't respond to the referee lifting up his hand. That was it. Your new fusion champion, flawless Blake Morris. Uh, you also had now that all the championships have been decided, we actually still had two people left in the match: DJ Hyde and Rex Lawless, who returned at the last event. Um, DJ Hyde looked right at Rex Lawless, yelled at him, "Let's do this, boy." They got in the ring, and they started going at it like crazy. Uh, you, we got to see a huge spear from DJ Hyde. But when he went for his his finisher, the Lariat, um, Rex Lawless ducked out of the way and nailed him with a Death Valley driver right through um, fluorescent light bulbs that were set up across two steel chairs. So it was pretty devastating. Rex Lawless picking up a pinfall after that. Um, yeah. I I thought the craziest thing was you have in this match, you have the light bulbs, you have pieces of cinder block, uh, pieces of whatever you can think of going flying all over the place. Uh, You really have to be careful if you're sitting in the front row. It was kind of funny because at one point Larry Legend went on the mic and even warned people in the front row to cover their eyes. So it's it's that crazy of a match. And it was an honor to be in 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 the audience to witness all of this. Uh, the next show upcoming is Aftermath. Yes, March 22nd, 2014. Mark that down on your calendars. Yes, mark it down indeed. As we, um, Who knows? Right now we're seeing a lot of CZW people with uh, NYWC. Are we gonna, we've seen Chikara in the back uh, last year. Who knows? Maybe this is just grow. This is all just going to build up to one huge event. We don't know. But... We are looking forward to seeing where everything goes from here. Yeah, definitely check out Aftermath. Head over to mywcwrestling.com for more information. Yes, go follow them on Twitter as well. And 
Now, since there's nothing else really much to talk about outside the ring news, there's just WWE stuff. I don't know, Brandon's like gazing into my eyes right now. It's kind of Bro, weird. we're looking. Like, what uh, do you expect me to do? I'm, I don't know. It's you have awkward. a conversation, a proper conversation is to look at the person's eyes and not yeah, look away. It's kind because of when you look away, that shows that you're nervous or fearful. Who are you, Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson. Yeah, Mike Tyson said this. Where Mike this Tyson the, said the same thing. That like it's the absolute truth with his opponents. Like before his fight, he used to stare at them in this in their eyes. And once they lost eye contact, stop looking at me in my fucking eyes. It's a conversation. <laughs> where am I supposed to? Look? Once they looked away, he knew that they had them. That he had them. So interesting. Yeah. Now this is awkward. Yeah. Ha! You looked away, asshole. Because I'm going to do this show. <laughs> but. That was our show this week. Yes, uh, we wish you the best. No, oh do no, that. don't okay. do that. Uh, we'll but, confuse everyone. <laughs> but we will. We will be right back, and we have a brand new song from Ring Rope Rebellion. Uh, it's f- for Fandango, and it's called "End We Dance." So we'll be right back here on Marking Out.
And that, of course, was Ring Rope Rebellion. You could follow them on Twitter, at Ring Rope Rebel. The song was And We Dance. And it's really such a catchy yeah, you want to. It's one of those songs that you want to just play on repeat, and you just want to. You just want to bob your head to it. Bob you want, your head you to it. Not, you not rascal flats. Yeah, you want, you you want to get get jiggy with it. Like blast that shit while you're driving in the car. And uh, I really, I, I tweeted this to them. I I really want to hear like a gospel choir do that chorus. I love that chorus. I really do. Yeah, but. Uh, let's move on. Oh, you could also purchase the song at ringroperebellion.com. Uh, yeah, dot com dot. No, I'm Blood, sorry. I hate like this. A... I always say this. It's ringroperebellion.bandcamp.com. Bandcamp. Yes. So thank you guys for submitting that. Thank you for letting us use it. Yeah. If you listening right now have any music, have anything that you want to submit, and have aired on the Marking Out podcast. Please send us an email of your MP3, whatever you want promoted. If you have an upcoming concert you want to promote, if you have a website that you're trying to break into, you have whatever. You mean if you're trying to break into a website? Well, yeah, no hacking. We don't condone that shit. (laughs) But um, if you have a website that you're trying to build upon, uh, email us at markingout1 at gmail.com. And we'll be glad to work with you and try to set something up. Yeah, and if you're having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I figured I should do that because you kept saying the song. You know, it's 2014. Not every show's <laughs> going to go over. <laughs> <laughs> Give Funny, me encouragement, though. Funny. Give me Not really. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. I, I used to be able to do Jay-Z a lot better, but I don't want to scare anybody with my crazy good impressions. You should. No, Do it right now. I'm good. No, I'm good. Sure? Yeah, not on air at least. Oh. Uh, why? Are you scared? Yeah, I'm nervous. But we should kick off being nervous and move it to SmackDown. That was terrible. Why are we going to kick off being nervous and go to SmackDown? Because <laughs> I'm really nervous. I don't know what to say when I'm really nervous. Dude, your palms are all sweaty right now. My palms are sweaty. My <laughs> knees are sweaty. What is it? My knees are weak? Yeah, like mom spaghetti. So what? I don't know. M&M. Yeah. I would love to eat M&M's right now. <laughs> but I would rather yeah. have I'd rather have a Hershey bar than M&M's because I'd rather eat something that won't be gone in one gulp. Oh, well played, <laughs> well played. Yeah. Something that is gone in one gulp, smackdown because once you're done, it's done. <laughs> Until next week. I apologize for this episode, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start off with the Beatles. We had Renee Young interviewing Randy Orton backstage. Uh I did you have something to say? Or I no. like I cut you off. I just had a sniffle. Oh, I wish all his promos were like this. Less than two minutes and backstage. There's no way you can go wrong with that. And there's no reason for him to be in the ring doing the same thing that he could do backstage. Yeah, there's no reason for him to be in the ring doing the same thing he did backstage. That was Randy Orton humor for you. Hey! Oh, well, tight. Thank you, thank you. Sorry about that. <laughs> I can only imagine that they just got this, the crap scared out of them more than your laugh. Right. But, uh, yeah, Randy Orton, thank you for being in the middles, I guess. Thank you yeah, for doing that kudos. backstage promo. Uh, we had the Usos and Goldust and Cody Rhodes team up to defeat the New Age Outlaws and ride back. Oh, I fucking hate my throat. This match, I think, was really fun to watch. Uh, I kind of, when Cody does moves, like, I, I wonder where he learned to do them. 
because he moves like a luchador, like from Mexico. Uh, so it's it's. I think it's. I would like to know where he learned to do that. I mean, every tag team in this, I'm intrigued with, but more Rybaxel. I still don't get why they're together. I'm why still, not though? I'm not a fan of them. I'm not a fan of the the heel tag team that they have. They have nothing interesting about them. They have no draw to them. What are you I talking about? I don't care for them. They have the Mr. Perfect dropkick and singlets. Yeah, about that. Did you um, see Ryback tweeted out a picture of his Elimination Chamber pay-per-view singlet he wrote? Yeah, the... Step Brothers. Step Brothers? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that then. It was like the Step Brothers poster, but with Ryback and Curtis Axel. Oh, uh, no, I didn't see it. I hate Will Ferrell, but moving on. Yeah. Uh, Darren Young... I almost said Darrell Young. Darren Young defeated Damian Sandow. Uh, I thought that this was a surprising match. Um, I guess not too surprising, but surprising that Sandow was the person putting over yeah. Young. It um, sucks that Sandow's in this position. But you ha- in order to build them up, you got to break them down. So Stop using my words. Like. <laughs> uh, but honestly, it's it's ever since Sandow cashed in that, championship, uh, that briefcase, it's been downhill. Yeah, I mean, he had a killer match with John Cena, and then... Yeah. Then WWE saw what they could do with him, and they were like... They are like, oh, time to get the shovel. Yeah, time <laughs> to get this guy out of here. But but for me, with this match, nothing really happened in this match. Yeah, no, it was very uneventful. I did like Titus O'Neil on commentary, though. Yeah, and was, honestly, the only thing to come from this was Titus O'Neil attacking Darren afterwards. Even though Darren Young did actually get the upper hand, but, I mean, didn't really do anything for me. Yeah, it doesn't really do all that much for me either. Um, I am, I do enjoy this feud though with the young Titus O'Neil. So yeah, well, I but we'll I feel like more. I'm, I feel like I'm cheering Titus O'Neil rather than Darren Young. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm cheering for Titus O'Neil. Maybe it's because we actually see his mic skills and the potential. Yeah. Why? No, I just, I mean, that's what I, yeah. Yeah? Cool, thanks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Why don't you sneeze again on me? Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, Miz <laughs> defeated Fandango. Uh, during the mid, uh, during the match, the Miz did a drop kick to Fandango's leg, and he flipped over from selling it, which was like the coolest thing that I've ever... Well, not really the coolest way I've ever seen somebody sell something, but it was a great sell Yeah. on Fandango's part. Um, what do you see happening with Miz? I have no idea. I mean, I really feel like this guy has done nothing uh, recently, and there's really no. I like. I'm curious as to what they're gonna do with him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he recently got married to him, so congratulations. He recently got married to him. Yeah, <laughs> it that He recently <laughs> got married to him. Congratulations. Oh, all right. It's gonna be like, did he pull a Dennis Rodman? <laughs> yeah. Like, Alright, now on to the good. Wait, 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 I think during this match I heard an Undertaker chant. I'm not sure if I did, but... Talking about Undertaker, did you see that picture that came up? I did see that picture because I was the one who sent you that picture. Yeah, but I sent you a picture of him in that same condition a few months ago, and you said, no. No, no, I said he made, it's a, it's a blurry picture or something. He still doesn't look that old. It looks like Undertaker just with a white... Goatee. Dude, he's looking old. He's got a white goatee, bro. That's what, what happens to us gingers. He's Which look... I hate that. I just use the ginger term. I hate when people use you that. You just used it twice. Yeah, no. Well, I'm saying like... Because yeah. I, I don't consider myself a ginger because my Three eyebrows times. are brownish. 
My eyelashes are brownish. Yeah. I have a soul. Do I have you? a soul. Because I could do that smooth jazz. <laughs> um, Undertaker, though, yeah. Maybe he's becoming more like Mordecai. <laughs> no, but that's what happens to redheaded people when they get old. They don't go gray, they go white. He's like pale. And you know what they say? Once you go white, just shave off your goatee. Do they say that? Or the hair care for men products. Yeah, well, what's his Once name? Once you go white or Yeah, Hernandez, gray. did it? No, white. White? Yeah, you don't want a white beard. I don't know. Not Jerry Garcia. Did Jerry Garcia have a beard? I don't know. But during that Miz and Fandango match, which David tried to move away from so fast, uh, Santino and Emma came down to the ring, and she got into a little cat fight with Summer Rae, and Fandango threw Miz out of the ring and went to get Santino, but he hit him with the Cobra, causing him to lose, causing Miz to swoop in and get the victory. So hopefully we'll see that tag team match. Hopefully, maybe, uh, no, we probably won't see that Elimination Chamber. So, maybe we'll see a WrestleMania pre-show. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? I don't know. <laughs> Alright, The Shield defeated Daniel Bryan, Sheamus, and Christian. Um, I go back and forth with this match. This match was boring at times, and it was good at times. Um, it was boring at times, it was good at times. That's, that's like a the story fact of life. Um, but yeah, Sheamus broke kick Christian during the match, leading to a big-ass spear. Um, yeah, what do you think about that? I think that that was a Needed. misstep. Needed. A misstep on the part of the team that wasn't the Shield. Okay. Uh, I did, I did like the spear ending. Because yeah. it showed, yeah, Sheamus accidentally kicked Christian... Yeah. I, I think that it's good because it also gives Christian a reason to turn heel. And which yeah, you, honestly, um, him being a face right now, it's not working. Right. Especially if you're gonna keep on doing this bullshit one more match thing that nobody cares about. I swear, nobody cares about your one more match. Yeah. Nobody. Your promos with the one more match aren't that great. Whoever's telling you to keep on going with the one more match, they're trying to destroy your career. And pretty much saying in the back of their head, let's try to make this guy not like Edge. Let's try to make his career not like Edge. Because honestly, the way that you're going, you're not having a career like Edge, and you're not going to be at his level. So step it up. Time to get some some changing going on. If anybody from this podcast, hearing this podcast, ever meets me, I'm fine with almost everything. Don't punch me in the face. I'm not Dave. I'll also dropkick your ankle. Um, I did like how Ambrose kind of took advantage of everything and pinned Christian. And, uh, yeah, so that was that match. Uh, next we had Jack, Jack Swagger, Swagger defeating, oh, you, defeating Kofi Kingston, Mark Henry, and Rey Mysterio, which there was a backstage promo or segment beforehand where, uh, Zeb Coulter was giving Vicky Guerrero some Valentine's Day candy. And then she's like, what do you really want? And he's like, I want a match with Jack Swagger to have that Intercontinental Championship. And she's like, I'm not stupid. I see right through right through you. I will not be your Valentine. And she threw candy at him. How could you be a fucking general manager of SmackDown and not take the candy? Right? 
Valentine's Day chocolate is good. Nobody got Wait, me someone any. Someone offers you candy, you take it. Valentine's Day candy. Sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't taste so great. Oh, those uh, Valentine hearts. Those are disgusting. Those are amazing. Those are fucking disgusting. Hell no, those are great. No, those are disgusting. No, They're up there with amazing. Peeps and fucking candy corn. Candy corn is pretty decent, too. No. No. You're just eating... Wax. wax. Yeah, that's what it tastes <laughs> like. <laughs> um, I thought that Kofi Kingston and Rey Mysterio worked very well together. I love that. I could. I would like to see a match, a solo match with them very soon. Yeah, and you know what else I love during this match? Yes, I do. That top rope suplex. No, no, I was going to oh, say. okay. <laughs> Shit, son. Why do I keep doing that? Scary I don't know why. Movie. Yeah, but why do I keep on this episode specifically? I think oh, I did it more than. But what did you? Like? I really, really like the uh, double German suplex to Rey Mysterio and Kofi Kingston, and I don't think I've seen that move done in years. Like the last time I remember seeing it was WrestleMania twenty two or something like that. I was actually, Angle. I was actually kind of let down at the moment with that top rope suplex power bomb spot where I thought it was going to happen, kind of like Tower of Doom spot. But it didn't happen. It was just a simple power bomb, so that was kind of let down. Uh, during the match, Ray, this is the match where Rey Mysterio allegedly re injures his uh, bad knee. Um, I think the spot comes where when uh, Mark Henry pulls him out of the ring and maybe the way that he landed or something. But yeah, that this this is the match that took place in. But I mean, we as we can see that he's not injured, luckily. Yeah. Um, we also saw the match come to a conclusion where Jack Swagger locked in the Patriot lock in reversing the trouble in paradise. I thought this was pretty after, cool. After he tried to hit it the first time. Yeah, I thought this reversal was pretty cool. Um, I'm okay with Jack Swagger winning this. I want Jack Swagger to beat Biggie Langston. I need him to beat Biggie Langston. To be honest, I think all every single wrestler in this match could have won and I would have been okay with it. The only wrestler I wouldn't not I wouldn't have wanted to see is Rey Mysterio versus Biggie Langston because nobody wants to see that match. I just need to see at the Elimination Chamber pay per view Jack Swagger become the new Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, but we'll say why during Monday Night Raw. Uh, up next, we had our main event, which was Randy Orton versus Cesaro. Uh. Cesaro did get the victory. Yes, he did. And I think he is 100%, probably more than ready, to be main event, main eventing pay-per-views. So now, what are you going to do with the real Americans? Are you going to keep them together and just have them go off on their separate ways? Or are you going to split them up completely? We'll have to see at the pay-per-view. Oh. Because if Antonio Cesaro, or Cesaro, sorry, obviously won't be winning the chamber match... At least I don't think he will be. And Jack Swagger wins the Intercontinental Championship. Maybe that'll call, cause a little rift between them. Quite possibly. Um, yeah. So that's going to be that. That's SmackDown. Yeah, but after WrestleMania, Randy Orton better be out of the top spot. And guys like Cesaro should be moved up. Agreed. All right, moving on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. That was weird. That was awkward. <laughs> yeah. Do it again. I'm not going to do it again. Do it again. I'm not going to do it again. Fine, don't do it again. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with Mills. Yeah. No, let's start with the bads because I just right, alluded to that. Let's start with the bads. Yeah. So, 
What's with your sniffles? I don't know, man. It's like killing me today. I think it's because you came here and now all of a sudden you're like, you're like, oh, close the window. It's so cold. And I'm like, dude, this is how I live. That's because the guy opens up the window. Do you really want to tell? You want to know why you opened the window? Please tell them why. David tooted. <laughs> I did toot. I tooted. And dragged it into the room and it lingered. Okay, Twice. but it's not. But it, it's not something that you open up a yes, it window is. and let the cold air in. Yes, work. it is. Cold air takes away toots. No, it does not. Yes, it is. Cold air is not a remedy to toots. Yes, it is. You you never smell a toot outside. You'll never ever smell a toot outside. Dude, I have smelled so many toots in the outside. winter time. You'll never smell a toot outside. We're gonna test this out. I'm not gonna smell your toots. You're gonna smell my toots outside. <laughs> I guarantee you, you won't smell my toots outside. <laughs> Yeah. Um, talking about tooting, onto the bads. Biggie Langston. Uh, Biggie. Biggie. Why did you write Langston? It's because not I refuse to just call him Biggie. Why? It's I'm not saying, a, it's, no, fuck that. Absolutely Biggie. don't give a it's shit. Biggie. I do not care. It's Biggie, Biggie Langston. It's Biggie. It's Biggie Langston. He's the Biggie. Langston? Biggie Langston. No, Biggie. No, he's not the Biggie. It's first the Biggie. Of all. No. He's the Biggie. No, it's Biggie, Biggie. Langston. I'm not arguing this. Big it's Biggie Langston. Big Easy? No. Big Easy. No. Um, but yeah, Biggie, Biggie Langston defeated Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal of Three Man Band. Showing us exactly. Where's Where's Three? Where's Heath Slater? I don't know. He took off that time. He had that time off a while back, but then he was back on the road for a little bit, and now he's off again. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe personal issues. No clue. Do you think rehab? No. Why would I think rehab? I don't know. Give me a, a few other reasons why he would not be on the air. I don't know. Uh, with his fellow three-man bandmates. Um, there was a... Alright, this match was a, a shit style of a match. It there well, was, No, it wasn't the match itself. It was Langston. Langston yeah. was sloppy. Yeah, he was very sloppy and very reckless at It made moments. me cringe to watch the match. Uh, I did cringe during that where he gave a belly-to-belly soup uh, side slam to Drew McIntyre. And it looked like he came so close to doing it right on top of Jinder Mahal's face. Uh, like, landing McIntyre right on his face. Seriously, you have to be aware of your surroundings in the ring. Uh, you're, putting, uh, you're putting your fellow wrestlers at risk in this. Yeah. Um, also, that belly-to-belly suplex where uh, into the ducking Drew McIntyre, that looked like it could have been a dangerous spot. I mean, everything looked like it was... But that, you... That, I don't know if it's McIntyre's fault for ducking down or if he was supposed to be closer. It just looks overall like that was a dumb spot to do. And yeah. it's not worth the reward. And uh, the big ending, that was like... Yeah. It's unfortunate because McIntyre, as we see through... And Mahal. Mahal yeah, was very people, good First of all, NXT. people tweeted to us about Drew McIntyre on Monday. Oh, you guys don't know what you're talking about. He's terrible. Yeah, have you ever Wrong. S- Have you ever done yourself the favor and watched his independent wrestling matches? Who says that? Have you ever done yourself the favor and Who, watched... What? That's not a saying. Done yourself the favor. I don't know. That's something else. It. No, that's something else. Please help me. What is it? Have you ever done yourself the favor? What's the favor? I think you know. Do I know? Yeah, where you give yourself a hand. A head? Yeah. Gotcha. Doing, yeah. Doing that. So that's doing yourself a favor. Yeah. When you're burying yourself alive. Gotcha. All right. All right. Uh, when you're giving yourself a stranger or no? Is no. That oh, that's no. different. Okay. I mean, no. Uh, <laughs> when you're ringing your own bell. Oh, when you're ringing your. Yeah. Okay. When you're delivering the mail. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. What about when you're like... When you're using the oven? <laughs> really using the oven? Yeah. I guess. When you're painting the picture? When you're going into the garage? No, David. No. No? That's something else. <laughs> <laughs> that's something else. That's, what about when you ring the doorbell? That's taking strudel in the back porch. And what about when you, when you ring the doorbell? You ever ring the doorbell? I said that. Did you? I said that's what it doorbell? is. Yes. Okay. People are going to hate that, this, like, tangent stuff. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're never going to understand because <laughs> I don't even understand it. Yeah, you do. I did um, like during this match, Zeb Coulter was on the mic the whole the whole match running Langston down. Yeah, agreed. Um, Triple H backstage talking to Randy Orton sucked because nobody cares. Yeah, Randy Orton said that he appreciates Triple H and Stephanie McMahon for doing what they've done. And Randy Orton ran down Batista, who just happened to be standing behind him in the same color t-shirt with the, basically the same logo, even. That looked fucking stupid. How could you have the same shirt? You're going to be facing each other at WrestleMania. Here's the shirt. Here's this shirt. Let's put them the same color with similar logos. Like, why would you do that? Am I right? Or am I, like, what the fuck? Why would yeah, you do Yeah, co coordinate your t-shirts, guys. Come on. Yeah, I just think it looked dumb for them to be wearing very similar shirts. And then Orton walked away as Del Rio walked in to talk about how he's going to beat Batista and make him pay for what he did last week on Monday Night Raw. And Batista pushed him into a cart. And Triple H was just like looking like, really, bro, you had to do that? Which it's like, come on. Really, WWE, you had to put this? Yeah, you had to put this on TV. Something they didn't have to put on TV also was Sheamus defeating Randy Orton via DQ. This match was uneventful. Didn't care for it. It was decent-ish. I didn't care for it. It was decent-ish. Ish. No. Yeah, there's an ish in there. But the Shield ran down for whatever reason and attacked Sheamus. And uh, I really, yes. I, I don't know anyone who wanted to see this match. Yeah, no, I'm not even joking. This is the match where I actually turned off the TV and went to the Olympics again. Because if you look at my notes, I do not even I have everything up and down, but I don't I do not even have this match listed. It was that uninteresting. I think um, somebody else tried to argue with me on Twitter saying that Randy Orton got booze and stuff. I'm not got hearing booze. Yeah, like people booed him. Oh, booze. I'm not hearing booze for him. I'm hearing no reactions most of the time. And they even cut to a woman in the audience just clapping. Like, one, everyone was still and there's just one woman clapping. Randy Orton hasn't reinvented himself in a long time. I think it's time for him to reinvent his character of Randy Orton. Because the current status we don't care for, we do not want, and it's not deserving to be a champion. Yeah. It's not a champion, it's not a champion that you could put on... Uh, media outlets, all, uh... Like, I'm not gonna buy a box of cereal because Randy Orton's on it. I'm gonna buy a box of cereal if John Cena's on it. Just kidding, I didn't do that. Yeah. But he's the only non-wrestler to be on a... Or non-wrestler, non-Flintstones character to appear by themselves on a, on a Pebbles box. On the Fruity Pebbles? Yeah. But I don't like, uh, during matches, it's weird... That you could hit, you can, if you hit your opponent with a steel chair, you get DQ'd. But Randy Orton could put Sheamus through a table with no consequences. I don't understand that. It. How is that not a DQ? Yeah, I don't understand. 
That's using using the announcers table as a weapon. But it's not just Randy Orton and Sheamus. It's like every single time. Now please help me out on this one. How is it that you have enough time to put someone through a table within ten seconds? What do you mean? How is it not a count out? How are how are they not going to do out? one, two, three, four, five? Yeah, but still, I mean, I don't get that. They do one, two, three. I could have fucking put you through a table right now, twice. You may have. Don't. What does that mean? You may have. You I know, know you didn't. Don't lie to our fans. You didn't hear a boom. Boom. Clap. Clap. Yeah. No. Never mind. Now. No. No. Uh, but Mills. John Cena ran down, and Daniel Bryan ran down to save uh, save Sheamus, I guess, from the Shield. Um, Cesaro and Christian also ran down and fought everyone uh, to lead the Wyatt family to run down, which led them to be brawling with the Shield. Which, Can we just say everybody? Well, no, it leaves me to believe here the fact that the Wyatt family and the Shield were the last ones left in the ring, basically. Hey, why are we talking about the end? Because that was what happened at the end. That was Sheamus versus Randy Orton. Yeah, but why are we talking about that part? That part was actually good. Yeah, but that's in the bad still. It's just the whole fact. Just the fact. Like, what am I supposed to do? Separate that? Yeah, separate the the end of Raw and put that in the goods. I can't, dude. Because that was was the DQ. Yeah, but it wasn't a part of, like, the Wyatts and the uh, Shield. It was, though. That whole thing was. And it it leaves me to believe that WWE is leaving it up to the Wyatts and the Shield to sell the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Which, as I said last week, nobody's selling any pay-per-views. Nobody's ordering anything to sell a paper uh, just to see someone wrestle. And uh, as you made note, I think that the current at the current state, it's going to be Wyatt and people are going to order the pay-per-view to see the Wyatt family versus Shield. Which is terrible. Like, your main event is... The main event at Elimination Chamber with Sheamus and, and Randy Orton. And then you're going to have randomly the shield come down? Like, what does that even... How does that make sense, even? Booking, booking 101. Don't do it. Um, middles. John Cena opened it up Monday Night Raw with a promo. Which wasn't a bad promo. Right. And, it, I mean, it was everything that happened was predictable. With exactly. Cesaro coming out to guarantee that he'll win at the Chamber. Yeah, and then, then along, Sheamus, yeah, Christian, Randy Orton, and out. finally Daniel Bryan. And it ended up leading to Christian, I guess. Well, Kane, Kane ended up coming out, and he made Cesaro versus John Cena. And then he made Christian versus Daniel Bryan. And uh, Christian attacked Daniel Bryan before the match, which was right after that. But Daniel Bryan ended yeah, up... Yeah, Christian just beating the crap out of Daniel Bryan's left shoulder, too. Yeah. But um, Daniel Bryan did actually defeat Christian. Yeah. And this is a Christian that we haven't seen in a long time. Do you think this is good for Christian's character? I don't know. Were you happy with this match? Um, so-so. I wanted, I really hope for more during this match. For I what? Don't know. The Christian Daniel Bryan? Yeah, Kane? for Christian Daniel Bryan. Um, I really hope for more. I honestly, know. I don't hope for more when it comes to Christian matches. I I don't know. I I mean, I, I just don't know. I don't expect all that much. I don't, um, I don't expect him to give me a great match anymore. I say that when I watch a Divas match. I don't say that with a Christian match. I say that with a Christian match now. Well. Um, so then we also had Kane, uh, I guess, making a match with yeah, him and Daniel Kane, Bryan. Yeah, because Kane wasn't satisfied with the outcome of Daniel Bryan beating Christian, so he made himself versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, 
And Daniel Bryan actually defeated Kane via DQ because Kane wouldn't break the hold that he had on Bryan. Yeah, in the turnbuckle. Yeah, he was intertwined or whatever in the turnbuckle post. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word, intertwined, but... Uh, it was all right. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how the authority deals with Kane. Because obviously he's um, abusing his power in doing these matches with Daniel Bryan, choke slamming whoever he wants. He's abusing his power. It's going to be interesting to see if they continue to play the heel characters or the fa- and or the faces try to remove him from his position. Yeah. Can we see someone bring, being brought in to replace Kane in that role of Maybe. the authority? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a five-letter word. No? You're not going to say Sting? No. I was actually thinking maybe Hulk Hogan. Oh. I mean, Hulk Hogan's uh, supposed to be brought in before WrestleMania. Uh, please, no. I don't know. I, oh, damn it. It's going to happen next week, too. Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair? No. Def- oh, God damn. <laughs> yeah. I think that Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair is going to replace Kane in that authority role. It's going to happen next week. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about that next week. I don't know about that. All right. I honestly, I wish the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view was on the network because I'm not going to order it. Uh, we also had Fandango defeating Santino. Yeah. Uh, this was a good, it was a good quick match. Um, every time I'm seeing Fandango do that Falcon Arrow, I'm loving it even more. Um, this is really, what else do you want to say about this match? During it, Emma and Santino almost kissed. Oh, yeah. But Fandango drop kicked Santino. Um. And outside of that, that's pretty much it. Like I said. It's oh, going to lead to the tag team match. Open. yeah. But, and then hopefully after that, you could get Summer Rae and Emma involved with the Divas. Especially with Summer Rae being on the total di- next season of Total Divas. Hopefully but, they can incorporate her more into the matches. So why is Emma about to make out with Santino on Raw? Maybe they're about to just, who says make out? Maybe well, they were going to kiss, but what does that mean? Maybe they're having a staring contest. They were literally going to kiss. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're seeing if each other's breath smelled. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right, I mean, I could be. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. After anything's catering, possible. Yeah, after never eating, say never with wrestling. No, after eating catering, you want to like make sure you're okay. So maybe they were doing that. Yeah. Um, we had Cody Rhodes playing with WWE's version of Legos. I thought this segment was hilarious. I thought that this was interesting. Interesting usage of the Brotherhood. Yeah, Goldust came in. He wanted to help, and Cody finally let him help. And uh, Wade Barrett came in to deliver some bad news. And he kicked the pieces everywhere. And uh, and the crowd erupted. They were like, what are you doing? No. Yeah, I thought it was funny. And, and Goldus was like, what are we going to do now? Undertaker and his bicycle or, or his motorcycle are all over there. And Damn. Cody started laughing, it looked like. Yeah, it, it, it is funny. It, it um, kind of reminded it's... me a little bit of uh, George and Lenny. George and Lenny? Yeah, like from... Uh, oh, of my cement? Yeah. <laughs> Even though not really. That's funny. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, you have to advertise your products. So I understand what they're doing with it. Uh, I just wish they teamed up with Legos. That'd be so much cooler. What do you mean? Like, I wish they, they were Legos. I oh, wish those weren't Legos? No. I thought those were like Legos. No, they're, they're not Legos. Legos are so crazy expensive now. It's insane. Yeah. Sixty to seventy dollars. Yeah, because for... it's the box says what like seven to fourteen, and people are like, 
have to go out to eBay and buy this new Lord of the Rings set. I need my Star Wars Lego set. Yeah. I need to, to build up the Centennial Falcon. Millennium Falcon. Oh, excuse me. Millennium. Excuse me. That's right. <laughs> All right. On to the... Which they just they just released gold uh, Ghostbuster Legos I think or they're going yeah. to be yeah I think pretty cool yeah uh, Roman Reigns defeated Mark Henry uh, what Roman Reigns oh I'm sorry I was looking Reigns. at SmackDown oh yeah. Uh, yeah Roman Reigns defeated Mark Henry I didn't care for this match I do think it I guess it was I guess beating Mark Henry in a short amount of time makes Roman Reigns look. Yeah, way better than Ambrose does. No, it definitely makes Did. it. It definitely gives Roman Reigns that big push. Uh, this is leading to the Shield going at each other, Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns specifically. Yeah, because Dean Ambrose, after the match was over, was visibly like jealous of the victory, and he attacked Mark Henry. And Roman Reigns is just like, yeah. "What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, dude, get out of here." So, I mean, once again, Mark Henry. It's very unfortunate because he deserves so much more. Um, but then he's also, he's putting over, yes, he is very, it's very late in his career. He, it is rumored that once his uh, contract is up that he's not going to resign and he's going to retire. Or is he going to resign? Resign? Yeah, you resign. Yeah. Isn't it the same spelling? Uh, yeah. But that <laughs> is a possibility too that's been going around. So maybe before his contract expires, he's trying to just put over as many young talent and just cre- help create uh, the future of the WWE. Yeah. And after this match, the uh, Wyatt family cut a promo on the screen. And then they made their way down to the ring. Uh, same thing that happened last week happened this week where both teams stepped up and ultimately the Wyatts backed down. I think it's interesting that on both occasions, Roman Reigns is the one leading the shield. Yeah. He is the one that's taking that step forward, being like, step up, bitch. So that is very interesting. Um, Yeah. Up next, Jack Swagger, who hopefully, and I'll say this over and over again, will become the next uh, Intercontinental Champion at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, defeated Kofi Kingston. And I am really happy with the way Jack Swagger is being used now. I agree with you. I think that this real American gimmick really gave him more uh, new life. Yeah. And uh, it, it is very nice. Especially because he did, we did support him a lot before his uh, his marijuana uh, bust. I don't know if we before, did. Yeah, no. I think we did because that was when he was leading with Del Rio, I think. Uh, I don't know. But I think we were more, we may have been more supportive of his Eb Coulter's alliance with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about pre... No, no, no. We the People. No, uh, when We the People first started, right. like around WrestleMania right, last right, year. Right, 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 yeah. Um, he, he was very over. So, and then uh, John Cena defeated Cesaro in what's being said to be a candidate for match of the year. It was a fantastic match. Um, I know you thought it was too long. I did. It, it was a very good match, but I did think that it went on a little bit long. I think it was 20 minutes long. It was around um, that, which I honestly, I think it was fresh for the full like 20 minutes. Uh, I go back and forth because at times, maybe it's just because it's a John Cena match. I just feel like, but it could also be a wrestling match as in whole. Because after 10 minutes, my attention span really does fade away. Especially if there's only two wrestlers, there's no gimmicks surrounding the matchup. After 10 minutes, my interest really does decrease. So it could be per- it just 
could be me uh, with long matches. But did you like? I I love the spot with the big uh, big swing into the DDT. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And go f yourself to every Cena hater on Twitter that was just like. Oh, yeah, no, John Cena's not going to take the big swing. He's not going to do this, take that move and this move. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, there were points during this match where I really didn't think John Cena was going to win. But, I mean, ultimately, well, we yeah. know he always wins. No. No, we you, know he yeah, always wins. Yeah, but you wins. cannot fault that because Cesaro just coming off a victory from off of Randy Orton on yeah, SmackDown. Yeah, but who's the better victory? Yes, but imagine that if Cesaro picked up the victory against Orton the WWE on World SmackDown, champion. Orton on SmackDown, Cena on Raw, that would have launched Cesaro hugely, and that would have made him an, an actual threat in this elimination chamber. I saw somebody tweet saying, "Oh, well, we saw Cesaro have a really good match against Randy Orton, John Cena. Time to get the shovel." Yeah, uh, John Cena didn't get the shovel though, dude. If this is a match of the year <laughs> candidate, you cannot say that John Cena, just because John Cena won the match, doesn't mean that he buried or didn't put over Cesaro. If you watched the match and you saw Cesaro on the upper hand, that's that's John Cena putting him over. John Cena sold everything that uh, Cesaro to, uh, dished out in that match. Is it? No, I don't think it's odd, but uh, maybe two years in a row, match of the year candidate. Uh, yeah. Perhaps for John Cena in February against former Ring of Honor talent. Let's not forget about Cesaro, Match of the Year candidate. Wasn't he nominated well, was just, last year I was too? Just, no, we, I don't think we nominated him. But wow. I, I was just alluding to the fact that it's John Cena with a former Ring of Honor superstar in the month of February before WrestleMania. Let me just say... This is another. This would have been a prime before time. the elimination chamber. Sorry, oh. this would have been a prime time for Cesaro to win, especially with how he said how it would launch him to that height that he should that he should be at. But the thing is with um, uh, oh yeah, there we go. Got it. Uh, yeah, I had to get rope back in with Sandow. Sandow versus John Cena when Sandow cashed in that briefcase. They had the most epic match. Match of the year candidate. And then Sandow dropped down. Sandow should have... Everyone says Sandow should have won that match. Once again, we're seeing this... Cena and Cesaro, a new fresh talent. Match of the year candidate. Hopefully we don't see Cesaro go on the same route as Sandow. Yeah, hopefully Randy Orton will drop down. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And hopefully we'll see Cesaro... Rise to the occasion? Up to that upper echelon. Yeah, but, I mean, hard to follow this match. The uh, Wyatt family defeated Los Matadores and Sin Cara. Um, I did like this match. I like that uh, the Wyatt family were selling the moves against uh, Los Matadores as normal, normally. I disagree with that. I, to a point... I think that this because I said it about selling to Rey Mysterio is stupid, and that I think I think it's a lot different than Rey Mysterio. It, that's the thing; it could be because of the height difference. Los Matadores are a little bit taller than and bigger than Rey Mysterio. So, I mean, they're, Rey Mysterio they're the same is, size as the Wyatt family. No, I'm just kidding. I thought you. I wanted, thought you were going to yeah. say no. Uh, <laughs> that's why I said that. But even still, um, the one thing I didn't like was that they actually got two counts on the Wyatt family. I thought that the two counts were a little bit much. 
if you want to build them up as the monsters that they are, the Wyatt family, I think that they should have only really had one counts. No, in I, the don't match. So. I don't think they should have. I don't teased. think I can't agree with that. I don't think they should have teased with any two counts. I think they should have teased with two counts. I don't think so. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, we also had Jay Uso, Jay Uso defeating Billy Gunn. Um, dude. J- Jimmy and Road Dog were on commentary. Yeah, Jimmy and Road Dog sold the pay per view match to me completely. Why? And they weren't even in the match. Why? Just their altercations and going back and forth on commentary together. Really, it actually wrote me in and made me want to see this match on the pay-per-view. It made me interested in their storyline. And I thought that the bickering, the bantering, going back and forth, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, and uh, after the match, Road Dog tried to get involved. And Jimmy kicked him, and Billy Gunn went to go check on him, and Jey Uso jumped out onto both of them. And it did exactly what it needed to do to set up the Usos versus New Age Outlaws at the pay-per-view. And on SmackDown this week, spoiler alert, even though it's not really a spoiler because you've already watched SmackDown, uh, Jimmy and Road Dog have a match. So, Yeah, so this match is definitely going to be one that I'm looking forward to on the pay-per-view. Right. Uh, talking about the pay-per-view, you want to get down to some predictions? Yes, let's do that. You gotta, you're going to mark these down or what? Oh, yeah. Do you have a panel? No. A pencil? I mean, That's right. No, let's, let's go mark them down. This is GMC, the manager of the Heavenly Bodies, the PWS Tag Team Champions, and you're listening to Marking Out. Now that Dave has his pen ready, sorry, we will be going over the matches at the WWE Elimination Chamber, taking place at the Target Center this Sunday in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I wonder if that's a good Minnesotan accent. Minnesota. Maybe. I'm from Minnesota. No, that's probably uh, that's like Shrek. No. Maybe Shrek's from Minnesota. I'm not from Minnesota, David. I'm from Shrekland. I'm from Storybook Land. Did you know that Dick? the original Shrek? Yes, everybody knows that. What? Even though they don't. Was based off the wrestler. No. That's not um, what I was going to say, but uh, thanks for finishing say? my sentence. So um, then you were going to say that. No. I, so then I didn't original, finish your sentence. <laughs> the original Shrek was yeah, well, actually... Chris Farley. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Chris Farley recorded uh, the voice for Shrek, uh, Good Man Fit, and then, uh, unfortunately, he passed away. So yeah. they went to Michael Myers. Michael Myers, Michael Myers. I don't know. Where the hell did he go? <laughs> Canada. Um, yeah, baby, yeah. The Elimination Chamber kickoff match will be taking place. Cody Rhodes and Goldust will be taking on the hometown Hero, what is you right? Yeah, I wasn't sure for a second. The hometown, yeah, hero. he's from Minneapolis. Yeah, Ryback, Axel, and Ryback. It's just a tag team match. You're right, yeah, I'm good. You're like reading, the, you're like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking right about. What do you mean? I'm choosing good? Curtis Axel and Ryback because uh, Curtis Axel being from Minnesota, I'm going with this one. Or it's from St. Paul. With. I'm going to go with... Oh, no, St. No, it Minnesota. says... It says, Kurt, it says Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minneapolis. I'm going with Curtis Axel and Ryback as well. Because even though Goldust is denying the rumors on Twitter, I'm still hoping for that match at WrestleMania between him and his brother. Yeah, we may be seeing the uh, start of that at this pay-per-view. So you're going with Ryback, so right? Yes. Okay, that's one for one. Uh, Darren Young and Titus O'Neil will be squaring off. 
I will be stupid to pick Titus O'Neil, so I'm going with Darren Young. All right. You're going to be stupid and pick Titus O'Neil. I honestly, I don't know. I kind of want to go with. I want to go. Just with go O'Neal. with your gut. Just go with what your gut tells you to do. I might as well go with O'Neill. Pick Titus O'Neill. I mean, man. honestly, I think that Young may end up getting the victory, but because of O'Neill and how much uh, support he has, how a lot of people do think he has a bright future, I feel like they could build upon it. Yeah. Well, well, we shall see. Um, we also have um, the but, Intercontinental oh, you Championship. Wanna, you don't want to do. You want to save the championship matches for after. Go through the rest of the crap, especially the crap match of number three. Uh, but yeah, Tista, let's, yeah, yeah, let's, let's see that. that. Batista will be taking on Alberto Del Rio All in right, a regular I'm, match. I'm choosing oh, Batista. That sucks, Dick, man. I really want to pick. I'm going to pick Batista, too, but that there's, sucks. That's horseshit, man. There's no reason that Del That's Rio, with, a, with an expiring contract, Del Rio is not going to win. And with Batista return, uh, making his big return, he's not going to lose. This better be like the shortest match on the card because Batista can't work singles matches. Nah. And hopefully you guys, WWE, will see that from this main event. And then pl- the only reason, okay. Event. You'll the see only, it for the main event. The the main o- what event. is it? The Guardians of the Galaxy? That's the only reason why Batista is in the WWE currently. No, but we've yet to hear that. Yes, they haven't mentioned this. Have you seen movie. the trailer? Yeah. Mm. I saw it. I think that he's only in here to promote that Marvel movie that he's in uh, coming out very soon. Once that comes, once that gets released, you're not going to see him in the WWE. He's going to be all over the world promoting it. Uh, we also have the Wyatt family taking on the Shield. Um, should have been in the chamber. Should have been no DQ or something. Should I'm going Wyatt, Wyatt family. I'm also as well picking the Wyatt family because then we will be able to see Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose lead to their match at WrestleMania or something like that. Yeah, you think Ambrose and Reigns? I don't know. I don't know who's going to... I don't know what, what that Triple match... Threat? Yeah, I don't know what the match is going to be, but... Uh, we also have the match that Brandon is looking forward to. Big E, the Intercontinental Langston Champion, taking defending on his championship against Jack, <laughs> against Swagger. Jack Swagger. I'm going to pick We Langston. the people. You're going Sucks. Langston? Yeah. I want Jack Swagger to win, but I don't um, see it. Unfortunately, you know what? Swagger has a good history so far with Elimination Chamber. I'm going with Jack Swagger. Wow, what does that mean? How he won uh, last year or two years ago. I'm going with Jack Swagger. Um, New Age Outlaws defending their tag team championship against the Usos, Jimmy and Jay. I'm going to go with... <laughs> oh, this is dude. tough. No, it's not. And here's why. Please explain. The New Age Outlaws, you can mark me down to win right now. New, New Age Outlaws? Yeah. Or it's going to be some sort of DQ or something where it'll lead to WrestleMania where we'll see the Jimmy and Jay, the Usos, take on the New Age Outlaws and win the championships at WrestleMania. I might be a mark booking that. It might not happen. It might not come true. Yeah, I could see them retaining. I'll go New Age Outlaws. Um, and then we also have the main event. The yeah. main event. The Elimination Chamber deciding the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Fun fact of the Elimination Chamber Fun match. Fun fact, here we go. Triple H actually invented this match. Oh. Did not know that. Did not know that. Everyone thought it was Eric Bischoff due to storylines. Well, did you know that Randy Orton look at that. has never won a match at Elimination Chamber? Whoa. And he's competed in five. And he's never won. Huh. Until this one, where I think Randy Orton's going to need to win. Yeah, I do think Randy Orton's going to defeat John Cena, Sheamus, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and Christian. So we're both going Orton? 
Yeah, I'm a little fucking disappointed in WWE because Brock Lesnar was riding himself into this match, into a championship match against Randy Orton or Batista, and he's been nowhere to be seen for the past. He's going to be seen at Elimination Chamber. I want to eat some cheese or something. And what what stinks is that's the same exact thing that we saw with uh, Edge, Edge. I believe. Yeah, I think so. That was the EC. That was was the one where he took out one of the ECW wrestlers. I don't know. Or Bob Holly. There was someone... Not Edge. That was Big Show. That was Big Show? So I believe. Because I don't know if it... It was it happen, the December it, to Dismember. Okay, maybe it was that. But it happened more Sabu than once. was supposed to be in it and got okay. taken out. with, And then Big Show got placed in. Big Show, I think, ended up winning And that. it was the Elimination Chamber, right? Lashley no. won? I don't know. Yeah, but that, I, that I think ECW we've seen it before. I can see Lesnar taking out... Do you think we could do a whole show where we both... Talking over? No, where we both what? say... Uh, yeah, Sentence? well, talking e- talking over each, each other. other. But okay. we all say something else. Like, I'm talking about WCW, and you're sitting there talking about ECW? old school WWF or something. Oh, okay. Do you think the fans will get that exact knowledge? Like, I'm sitting here talking about a match with Chronic, and like, where this match where Chronic, they were tagging up. I guess, like, NWO? I guess you can't. You can't. No, you're the supposed outsiders. to be talking about WWF. Yeah, the Outsiders. No, you're talking about WWF, not WCW. With a... What? Yeah, you're terrible at this. <laughs> um, yeah. No, uh, so that's the Elimination Chamber. Um, I do think that Cesaro is going to be the wrestler in the Elimination Chamber. That is going to shine. I don't I don't know. Hopefully. I, I think they're going to give him a good amount of time to shine. And hopefully it leads to something where Daniel Bryan... And it's probably going to end with Daniel Bryan and Orton, them two being the last two. Yeah. WWE be like, nope, sorry, still not. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna yeah. That's exactly what's gonna happen because you know why? I still hope that this if this does not lead up to Daniel Bryan winning the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania, I do not understand the point then. Yeah. If you have Daniel Bryan win the World Heavyweight Championship at the night after on Monday Night Raw or at the following pay per view after WrestleMania, you are dumbass motherfuckers. If WWE writes that I'm gonna strictly watch. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm We're not gonna, gonna watch strictly watch TNA. Who am I kidding? But that is the elimination chamber. Brandon, do you have any shoutouts? No, because I'm gonna ask you if you have any shameless plugs. I do. Shameless plugs. Once again, people keep on promoting us during Monday Night Raw and throughout the entire week, and we are giving thanks to all of you. Especially for these shameless plugs. Uh, Eric at Montreal Broski. Michael at Stroud Rounder. Jack at Jack M UFC 18. Devin at Doom Machine. Rick David at Violent Rick. Andrew at Secret Smark. Edward at The Underscore Edster. Ray's Fan at Wyden. Oh man. Uh, Whiten underscore Eden. Oh man, I can't even read my whole handwriting. Be Mont to be at NYWC underscore sign guy. Jasmine at reverse Adam Saj. See, I said it correct. Adam Saj. I've been practicing. Uh, just like when you cut a promo where you look into a mirror. Yeah. Uh, Justin at awesome256. <laughs> <laughs> team, and finally, Team Awesome. Go check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash teamawesome418. And on Twitter, go follow these guys. They are awesome. Team Awesome 418 uh, Thank you all for promoting us during Monday Night Raw. It is much appreciated. You all are awesome. 
And to add on to these shameless plugs on the podcast, I am going to put out a tweet and try to fit all of you in one single tweet or two yeah, during Monday Night Rue and during Monday Night Rue, yeah, during Monday Night Rue. Is Kanga going to be Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, a, I don't get it. It was a Winnie the Pooh joke. Oh. Kanga was the mother and Winnie oh, I thought, was the kid. I thought you said Canyon. I'm like, wait, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, go follow Mike Akangri Ruiz. He is a boxer out of Long Island, fighting out of Long Island. Right now, he has a record of 17 and 8. Nine, knock, uh, 17, uh, nine of those wins are knockouts. Where does he box? Um, I forgot. In uh, a wrestling ring. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but he's the former World Boxing Federation Intercontinental Light Middleweight Champion. Uh, he's a pretty just, long title. I man. know, it really is. Uh, he was originally scheduled to fight on February 12th against Boyd Melson, but due to an injury during sparring, he was unable to compete. But you bet, be, you best be sure that when he does get back in that boxing ring, he's going to kick ass and get that championship back. Go follow him on Twitter at Mike Alcangri, C-A-N-G-R-I, and go check him out. Go like him on Facebook as well. Um, yeah, awesome guy. Also, go check out if you haven't the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. I am. I never thought I would get hooked on listening to a podcast on a weekly basis. I don't do that for my own podcast, listening to it on a weekly wow, basis. But for some something hooked me into. I guess maybe because I was a fan. Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he's telling like it is. He is. Maybe it's just because I'm a big Stone Cold Steve Austin mark and I've always been a huge fan of him, and he's one of my favorite wrestlers. But listening to him on the podcast, it, he does such a great job. He lays it down as it is. He also talks and spills the beans about everything. Uh, and he tells so many backstage stories. This week, uh, he has two podcasts. One is uncensored and one is censored. This week on the PG one, he has John Cena as a, as a guest. And on the uncensored, he has Zeb Coulter, a.k.a. Dutch Mantel. Uh, it's well worth listening to. Even the episodes without a guest on it are awesome. But yeah, go check out Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. You can listen to it on iTunes, Podcast One, uh, wherever. Go find it. How long have you been holding on to that pen for? I don't know. Why? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like We were using it for the chamber. The chamber and now, like, it's, it's only been like five minutes, ten. I don't know. But Brandon, do you have, you have any, any yeah. shout-outs? No. Hello there, this is Randy Newman, and I'm telling you that you got some shout-outs from Brandon. My first shout-out goes to Jerry Seinfeld's web show, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. How is it? I fucking love this show. I really love it. Yeah? It's, uh, there's three seasons of it, and it features people like Michael Richards, David Letterman, and Tina Fey. Uh, definitely go check it out. Um... Yeah, he's basically it's comedian. So pretty much, it's pretty much. Uh, um, if those don't those that don't know, Jerry Seinfeld has a huge car collection. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, he takes these celebrities, invites yeah, them New into York, the car. New York, L.A. doesn't matter. So it's pretty much, both. they just drive around in this like ultra fancy or very no, rare no, no. car. He, he tries to pick the car that best suits the person. Okay. Like, I think Michael Richards had like a car that was like falling apart, like a truck. That's kind of funny. Um. I just watched uh, from this season Patton Oswalt. He picked a DeLorean. And how how long is an episode? Uh, it ranges from like six minutes to thirty minutes, I think. Oh wow! Six I... minutes, I think, just because it was the Super Bowl spot. 
Okay. It, that the Super Bowl spot that you guys saw with Jason Alexander and Wayne Knight was uh, it was expanded upon. So it was actually it was George Costanza. And it was a classic uh, skit. Yeah. So and it was a, it was a little bit longer if you watch it on their way on the website. Uh, number two, uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon gets the second shout out. Uh, I know he'll never hear this. But I am so proud of him and his entire staff on moving from Late Night to The Tonight Show. Um, I'm actually very happy to see that he brought everybody from his old show over. Yeah. Like from the announcer to the roots. Steve Higgins, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I honestly think he'll be one of the best, or he'll be the best host since Johnny Carson. Because he's got, I, I have to think that he appeals to the older crowd. He appeals to younger people. It has to, 100%, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And I have to give an anti-shout-out. Before you do, the one thing I really like about Jimmy Fallon is he still has that SNL Jimmy Fallon about him. Yeah. Like, he still has that, he, and he still does it, like, where he, he'll say a joke, and he'll laugh at his own jokes or his yeah. own skit, which he was known for in SNL, right. which I a lot of people hated. But well, I, I like I, I like when it. a comedian breaks. That's the thing. I I'm a fan because like even when I do acting on like on the stage and everything, I try to. I'm very unprofessional. I tr- I try to make my co actors crack and co-actors. break. Co actors, my co actors, co actors, <laughs> my my fellow actors my like cast, break on stage. Yeah, cast, cast members. So that's a lot of fun. So like I was saying, an anti shout out for the last one goes to Oksana. Uh, I know you're making a strange face, but. Uh, I, you know uh, who else is making a strange face? No, Naomi. I also, yeah, well, I also <laughs> know that accident happened. Accidents happen, but she injured Naomi's eye, and it left us with more Cameron matches. So, anti shout out to Oksana. I really can't take many more Cameron yeah, matches. Steve Austin was talking about that a lot too, um, mentioning about good. how well, no, that she's not good in the ring. Oh. That that she really isn't meant for the ring, but she has the the personality and everything, uh, everything else. Yeah. Um, do you see her? I think that she should be kind of like a shark. Uh, a shark? <laughs> no, I was gonna say shark. <laughs> a Charmel kind of a deal, where she's strictly a valet, not not a wrestler at all. That's what I miss. I think some of these divas don't have to necessarily get in the ring. I think they're good enough to be a valet to escort whoever to the ring and keep it as a manager position. It's a lost at, a lost art of the valet and manager. They got to start doing that and use those divas. Probably. Yeah. So um, that was my shout outs. You want to uh, add this news in there? I guess before we move on. Yeah, it's to... always funny because whenever while we're recording or right when we get done, something huge happens with WWE. Or in the world of professional wrestling, some good, some bad. Uh, this, I think, is a good thing. Um, uh, Hulk Hogan, breaking news, announced to host WrestleMania 30. Now, uh, what, what does that entice? Being a host? We Didn't saw, we have a host? We saw rest- uh, there's only was it the Rock my, host or yeah, WrestleMania 27, where he ended up take cutting this fucking long, boring bullshit promo, taking time away from matches. Yeah. And at the end of the match, uh, end of the pay per view, Miz versus John Cena. Rock came out. Uh, rock, rock bottom. John Cena, Miz won or whatever. Well, or something. Hulk Hogan will be won. making his return to Monday night, uh, Monday Night Raw. Yes. So it looks like I was kind of right. 
But is this for this upcoming Monday Night Raw? Or no? It has probably. Yeah, Monday Night yeah, Raw. Probably, he's gonna right? be coming to Monday Night Raw. He'll be yes, he'll be conducting the WWE Raw backstage pass. Uh only uh that could be only watched by uh the, the WWE, WWE network. Yes, which launches. We didn't even mention that. Yes, launches. Let's, let's go into it. Before Mark Out Mode of the Week, because we'll probably forget about Mark Out Mode of the Week anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Are you is this a good thing? I mean, yeah. It's, it's not. I think this is a great... I'm happy he's not wrestling. Exactly. I think if you're going to use Hulk Hogan, I think this is a great role to use Hulk Hogan in as an ambassador, as the host of WrestleMania. It takes him out of uh, taking spotlight from anyone. Similar to that sting as the GM role, it allows Hulk Hogan to put the spotlight on other people. So I am full-blown supportive of this, of him being a guest host. Uh, plus, it's also big with... Uh, WWE Network launching, and it's good, very good with publicity. I'm sure every news newspaper uh, website is going to pick up on this and have a little blurb. Yeah, I mean, it's Hulk Hogan. He is yeah. the face of wrestling. So what can we look forward to this Monday night, this upcoming Monday night? A Monday. lot of brothers. So we're going to have Hulk Hogan, possibly Jimmy possibly Hart. Possibly Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, maybe possibly Bre The Undertaker. Undertaker. Bret maybe Hart. we'll see Bret the Hitman Hart. HBK. Yeah. Maybe we'll see some Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I, my Bret Hart went into Shawn Michaels kind of because I can't. My well, you kind of cross your eyes a little bit with the HBK, so you got it. You got it. They don't fuck with me, David. <laughs> Um, maybe we'll see Marty Jannetty. Maybe kidding. we won't. Maybe we'll see Iron Shike. What are you looking just forward kidding. to most about... All right, do you think that... What am I looking forward to most of Hulk Hogan? Do you think that... Are you looking forward to this Monday Night Raw? Do you think it's going to be anything different from a normal Monday Night Raw? Yeah, of course. You're going to have all these people come back before WrestleMania. Okay. Now, so, now ask me what I'm most looking forward to about Hulk Hogan. Brandon, what are you most looking forward to of Hulk Hogan? <sighs> Finally getting a new Hulkamania, or not a new Hulkamania shirt, getting a Hulkamania shirt. I've been waiting. I almost bought it from TNA, but I figured maybe someday WWE will come that back. That is actually a shirt that I want to get as well. Tomorrow. I know, right? Look at this shirt. Like, who, what? like I don't understand. Why would they do this? Yeah, I don't know about that shirt. Uh, There's two of them. Yeah. We're talking about the Daniel, the new Daniel Bryan t-shirts. Um, but yeah, no, WWE Network, what are you looking forward to with the WWE Network specifically? Any specific show? I think the Like, very, once well, you get it, once you we'll get it, what's the first thing that you watch? I think I might have to look at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Uh, that's the big show debut or no? Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, if, I, I don't... What's the first thing that you're going to want to watch on the uh, WWE Network? Thanks for asking me. Um, probably that WCW, WWE... Uh, I guess... Oh, maybe uh, I'll watch Invasion. Oh, NXT Arrival. No. Uh, oh, you're actually being Invasion? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I want to watch that WCW, <laughs> WWE thing that the they're going to be doing. Oh, the Monday um, Night Wars. Yeah. Also looking forward to NXT Arrival, where they're announcing so many names to be a part of this. Uh, but it's going to be a huge day for professional wrestling. Expect Monday Night Raw and... The entire Monday and Tuesday to blow up about yeah. WWE specifically. Yeah, specifically, specifically. No, and we I have, do, we I have do Randy expect... Orton on the podcast too. <laughs> that's not funny, David. I said that's not funny, David. <laughs> I do think that the Monday Night Raw you asked earlier 
if it was going to be special. I do think it will be because it is leading to the WWE Network. Yes, so. I think they're going to try to rope as many customers, as many wrestling fans uh, that's, as that's, they can. That's, that's my question that I pose to many people is, are you going to take part of the free week trial or are you just going to pay up front the six months? Now, keep in mind, if you take part of the free week uh, trial... You do have to. I'm sure you have to cancel your account after that week, Probably. or else you will get charged. I mean, me personally, I don't give a fuck about of course. a three week trial. But I'm just, going to get the network. But just be aware that you want to remember if you don't want to do uh, be a part of the WWE network, cancel your account right before it ends. This way, you will not get charged. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess let's go into it. It's time for our. <laughs> The mark out moment of the week. They, um, they know that. They just heard the intro. Yeah, but you do this every single week, too. Yeah, uh, I know. Um, this week, this past week, I went to the grocery store and they had Colby Jack cheese, so I got that. I marked out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, I did like, I did pop for that. But uh, this past week on uh, to The Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon. They aired a segment with Brian Williams where they take clippings of the past Brian Williams clips or whatever, and they put it into Rapper's Delight. Uh, they've they've done this before on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, but this week they had other people involved. So definitely go YouTube that. It's trending right now. It's a great thing. I'm yeah. for that. Um, personally, I guess I marked out for attending uh, W. Uh, uh, wrestling event and also for listening to the it sounds stupid because i say it so often but i mark out so often when i listen to the uh, stone cold Pos- podcast and when i listen to uh um what other podcasts do i subscribe to chris jericho what is rule number fucking one <laughs> sorry <laughs> don't touch brandon uh, <laughs> uh yeah no chris jericho podcast but the stone cold steve Austin podcast to hear these stories from the attitude era i always mark out for Yes, so that was our markout moment of the week this week, and that was our episode number 159. You could find us on markingout.com. You could find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash markingout. You could like us on Facebook also. You could subscribe to us on iTunes. You could follow us on Twitter at markingout. You could follow me personally at BTTG161. Even though I make this announcement every episode, nobody new really follows me. But I appreciate those who do. You could follow my main man, Dave the Rave. (laughs) (laughs) Dave the Rave (laughs) underscore... Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Dave the, at Dave the Rave underscore MO. It's um, forward slash, by the way. Underscore forward slash. No, no it's underscore. You said twitter.com backslash. No, I just skipped over that part. Oh, I thought you said backslash. No. <laughs> it's a forward slash. Everyone says backslash. But. Yeah, Dave the Rave underscore MO. Um,. And I guess that's it, right? Yeah, thank you to Ring Rope Rebellion for our interlude. Yeah, so once again, if you want to be a part of the podcast, if you want to submit your music, your poetry, we don't give Unless you're Yoko fucking Ono. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) That's not music. Yeah, we we don't need you. That's not an art exhibit. It's not art. Art is beautiful. That is not beautiful. And beautiful is art. That is a fact. And that is... 
the end of marking out. We wish the podcast, you the podcast, not the end of the best of luck in your future endeavors. <laughs> Have a great week. Put that on your